You're listening to Big Girl Money. Here we go. I only had half a bagel this morning. That's all you ate? Yeah. And I was like, I only need half a bagel. Well, I learned... I, I needed a whole bagel. Yeah. I'm hungry. Well, and I had the worst smoothie. You can actually destroy a smoothie. Really? Oh, yeah. It was awful. Did it have too much, like... It was too much of the stuff and not enough of the liquid. Ew. So and it was chunky? Well, and it was just so thick that it was like all you could do to to choke it down Ew, oh, and you feel bad because chris made it oh. but i finally went i can hardly choke down this bitch i mean seriously that's gross so, me out just yeah. thinking about it and i love him so it's kind of hard to bitch about when somebody makes you a smoothie right that because that was nice but it's like don't quit your day job because you're <laughs> not a smoothie maker <laughs> oh my it was God. funny do you think that we're what are the listeners going to be able to hear Moxie chewing on her no. phone? Okay. No, they should. We, we have a guest today, my yeah. little puppy Moxie, Wendy and Moxie's first encounter. Yes. And it was nice. And he's, oh, she should get that off the carpet. And she's so easygoing. And I expected a puppy that was kind of wild. To match me? Yeah. They say the dog's personality is like its owner's well, personality. she's a little bit of a diva. Really? So that's kind of like me. I haven't seen that side. Yeah. And we had the funnest time um, sending care packages to our Patreon. Oh, yeah, we did. We are so excited about the folks that have supported the podcast in a financial way. Oh, yeah. It's been so amazing. And so uh, should we tell them what's in the care package? Yeah, I guess we can. And this is our thank you. But we had so much fun. We we gave away a, a complimentary coaching session. We called it Remote Coffee with Wendy mm -hmm. with a little Starbucks card mm -hmm. and a book, a signed book of, of Cowgirl Up, A Woman's Guide to Navigating the Corporate Frontier. <laughs> and then we got that cute little card. Yep. Right? So bada bing, bada boom. Please don't forget that we really appreciate your support, both financially and emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do. Couldn't have said it better myself. And we've got to post those pictures that you got done from the photo booth. From She Factor? From the She Factor launch. <laughs> we went to the She Factor launch party and there was a photo booth and Wendy and I posed in it. And then I showed up with the pictures and Wendy goes, where'd you get those? I go, the photo booth printed them out. <laughs> we were both in. I of Where course, do you think your and Chris's of, pictures ended up? Of, I have no idea. Because they printed out and you that just sucks. <laughs> And I went to I went to Ronnie. Well, where's mine? Why did they send you yours? It was immediately. Why did you get any? You assumed I know. that it was more high tech than it was. It's an just old fashioned photo booth. Just exactly. prints the photo out. You're so. You're it's because so you're so tech savvy. Yes, it like, is. If you had a photo booth, it would automatically send it to your phone or something. Well, that you're is just so with it. That's exactly how I thought. Mm -hmm. So some of them do that. Yes. But yeah, those are adorable. And I had a huge week. I did my launch of Presco Warriors, the um, community for Christian businesswomen. Mm -hmm. um, How's that going? It's so fun. That's good. So guess what we worked on this week? Um, mm -hmm. Our leadership skill that we worked on as part of the launch and the kickoff uh -huh. was spiritual gifts oh. and how they compared to your natural talents. Okay. And so that was really cool. What's your spiritual gift? Leadership. 
Oh, okay. Encouragement. <laughs> That's a good one. I had three you do pe- encourage me. I had three people come up to me and tell me, because um, I didn't pick it. I didn't think about it. And they said, "You, I think yours is encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> What's my spiritual gift, do you think? Wow. Sorry. Put you I on the spot. Think, I think yours is wisdom. I think you act a l- lot more mature and older than most people your age. Oh, okay. You're kind of an old soul and your uh, giving is one of yours because you do a lot of kind things for your friends. I see you really, that's your way of supporting them, it feels like. Yeah. But but a lot of people didn't know. They'd never even heard of the concept. So it was so interesting though. I love that. Yeah. Encouragement and wisdom. Yes. Slash generosity. Yes. That makes me feel better because when I went, when we were at the equal pay party, I was talking to one woman about the podcast who was older uh, law professor, and she asked what it was, and I said, well, it's a combo of a lot of things. It's career advice. And then she goes, that's kind of a long shot with your age, isn't it? No, she didn't. <laughs> and I was like, well, that lady's my co-host, and I pointed <laughs> at you. <laughs> so, yeah. But thank you. That makes me feel better. Well, and you know what we've talked about is being funny about these things and say, hey, my moisturizer makes me look a lot younger than I am. Oh, that is what I should have said. <laughs> I'm actually 40. That's right. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, we have no guests today, just Wendy and I. Yes, with a big girl skill. With a big girl skill. Yes. And our big girl skill today is top 10 no-nos for when you start a new job. Yes, this so is very relevant. So whether it's your very first job out of school or you're switching jobs. Yes. Or even a new organization in a new in the same company, whatever it is. Very yeah. relevant for me since totally. I will be starting a new job soon. Hopefully. Well, and every time you start a new job, you have a start do-over of oh, your yeah. reputation and your and how you're going to show up, mm-hmm. right? It's a, totally an opportunity to... Redefine yourself. Redefine yourself, yeah. yeah. It's like the feeling when you step on your college campus for the first time after high school. And nobody like, knows you. Who am I going to be? Yes. Yeah. And you can actually lean into being who you really are, right? Yes. And then, oh, before that, we're going to do a little segment we call Ask Wendy, (laughs) which is where I have some listener emails that I printed out that I'm going to read to Wendy, and we're going to get her take on it and help some listeners with some specific advice, sharing my mentor with the the folk, the common yes, folk. We love the, the commoners. We, That's horrible. <laughs> Sharing the, the little people. Oh my God. No. Golly. Sharing Wendy's mentorship with the amazing big girl money community. I like that. That's so much more powerful. That was so much then better. Thank you, little people, that for was, asking for our advice. I can't even believe I said that. Okay. And we'll always end with our big girl spotlight. So thanks for listening. Okay, welcome to Ask Wendy. Pew, 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 pew. What's the one, um, like the old column that used to... Act? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. <laughs> the old column. <laughs> the old people's column, you mean? <laughs> this is like Dear Wendy. That's so nice. Yes, I love this. Okay, are you ready? I'm so ready. And okay. I've not heard these before, so... I know, are you nervous? I am a little bit. Should I start with the longest one or the shortest one? Longest. Okay. Boop, 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 I think boop. you take on the right. ones that are most intimidating first. Okay. <laughs> Just like with life. Yes. <laughs> Dear Wendy slash Ronnie, loving the podcast so far. Please keep it up. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. 
I am writing because I need some advice about navigating a tricky work situation. I'm in tech and have a boss who is making my life miserable. He makes horrible and inappropriate jokes, does not contribute to the goals of our team, and responds horribly to feedback. Oh, no. <laughs> Does not sound good. Yes. I used to have a really great team full of girl power, which made this guy tolerable, but he has since chased two of them away due to poor management. After talking to him directly and his boss several times, I eventually went to HR to report his behavior. Wow. I have since been moved off his team, but still sit at the same desk a few, a few feet away from him and see him every day. Is there a way for me to continue in the role I am in and reduce the tension between my old boss and me without kissing this guy's ass? Thank you, Phoebe. Wow. So, Phoebster. Phoebe, I got to tell you, it brings me back to the question I've asked thousands of times in my career, which is, can people change? Oh. Uh. And uh, this is not uplifting, okay. but the majority of time, most people don't. Okay. Unless they go through some kind of emotional situation, like some men change when they get daughters. Mm. Like some uh, sort of life altering Some thing. kind of thing. So it makes you more aware and more um, compassionate, right? right? And he, you kind of need him to go through that. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to fabricate. You can't just make somebody have an emotional experience. Right. So in this case, um, so could Phoebe think of this as building a skill where she doesn't really have to get along with him? She doesn't have to turn him around. Mm-hmm. Instead, she can see it, learn the skill. It's like I learned how to treat obnoxious customer professionally, but not have to be friends with them. Right. And like so compartmentalizing a little yes. bit. Yes. Like you helped um, Maddie figure this out when you said there's three levels of friends. Oh, yes. And you have to treat those levels of coworkers. There's coworkers that you're going to love to work with. Mm-hmm. And then there's coworkers you're going to say, wow, I'm just going to tolerate them. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be kind, but I'm just going to tolerate them and just let it go. Because I'm not sure she can turn that around. Right. Especially if it sounds like she's already tried to give him feedback. Right. And it hasn't worked. Right. All right. So that's how I would deal with it. Just view him as... A necessary evil. A necessary evil. <laughs> right. And say to yourself, I would say mentally, at least I'm not married to him. At least I'm not they married to him. drive me up a wall. Yeah. Right? I and think another good piece of advice you've given me that's applicable here yeah. is that you never know when a situation's going to change. Because, you know, you could be thinking, oh my God, I'm going to spend the next... 10 years of my career with this horrible guy. Totally. He could be gone next week. Sounds like he's digging his own grave. Or maybe there's something, what happened to me is there was something, the guy had some personal issues in his life Mm -hmm. and it turned around and he actually came back and was okay. Okay. So, (laughs) so if you're whining, that's my little moxie girl. (laughs) Yeah. That's not Phoebe whining as she's hearing this advice. (laughs) That's Moxie. Yes. All right. Great. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. I hope that helped, Phoebe. Thanks for calling in. Write me in, Phoebe. We're rooting for you. We're ready for the next one. Okay. This is from Katie. 
Dear Wendy and Ronnie, I love the podcast. Thanks for giving us big girls the chance to hear the stories of amazing, successful professionals. I've been wrestling with quite a few work-related challenges lately, but the biggest one is figuring out how to continue moving up in my career. Specifically, how do I avoid taking on roles or responsibilities that will pigeonhole me and not allow me to progress? Desperately ready for the next big challenge, Katie. So this exact same thing happened to me when I was in R&D for a long time. Did a lot of different things in R&D, but wanted to move over to product management. Okay. And... I think the best I kept getting told you, but you're, you're good at R and D. I mean, you're great. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. And it just really ticked me off because I wanted something different and I wanted this new skill. So first figure out, does a boss you have, is he the type of boss that sees your career transitions and career growth as an imposition to him? He's just got to feel it uh-huh. you know fill this new you leaving he'll have to fill it with somebody else right or does he is he really invested in your future and right. your success so first figure that out because again you can't really ask unless you chart first give him the feedback you really want to expand mm-hmm. and ask for his advice but tell him you're really interested in product management and go have talked to someone that's in that next lateral move so you have specific data for why you like it. Okay. Because he might come back with, well, you don't know what that's about. And you say, well, I've done my homework and here's why I think I'll like it. Mm-hmm. And then if he still is, you know, like n- negative Nelly, then you got to realize they are not going to help you. Right. Right. They don't want you to leave. No. So that's the big thing I would do in this situation is is really have a plan for what you want to do laterally. And I have, I think I've told listeners, but I want to remind this, the easiest time to get new skills is in a lateral move. So it's real, it's harder to become a manager. Like say you got promoted to director position mm-hmm. and you'd only done, you'd never done sales before mm-hmm. as a entry level coming up. Right. It's hard to move laterally the, the, the higher you get. Like you're not going to be a director of sales. Yes. If you've never done sales. And it, you can be. It's just a little harder. Right, right. So I tell people, try to get as much breath as you can as you're going up okay. the ladder. So basically every next move doesn't always have to be a move up. Sometimes you have to yeah. move side to side. Totally. Okay. That's just as much a great move for your career. All right. Hope that helped, Katie. You're on fire, Wendy. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so funny. All right. One more? Yep, one more. Oh. This is from, wait, two more? No, one more. This is from Carol. Okay, Carol. Dear Wendy and Ronnie, I could use your advice on what to do when you're getting passed over for the next bigger money job. I've been working in marketing for the last seven years and I'm ready to try out management. I've led a team and loved the part of the job of helping people grow and get better. I've applied for three different manager positions in our company, but I'm not even getting an interview. What should I do? Wow. Carol. Okay, so. That sucks. That is. Seven years? Yeah. You'd think you would get an interview. Yeah. So you got to figure out what's really going on. What's the the story you're not getting? Yeah. Why aren't you even getting considered? Yeah. So we have talked about sponsors and mentors. Yes. And the difference. Right. Right. A, A mentor talks to you 
um, about things that are going to help you. Mm. A sponsor talks about you. So who's talking about you? About these other jobs. Yeah. Because you can tell if people are talking about you if people are coming to you with offers. You don't have to go. Have you considered this? Right? Right. So for instance, um, I had my director um, come to me and say, we've got this new project, um, the first VoIP uh, trunking, and we need somebody that can really get in there and figure it out because it's a new whole solution for our portfolio. Mm-hmm. And we think you'd be good. Mm-hmm. And I think I said at the time, but I've never done VoIP, which was dumb, right? Because nobody's said ever that. done it? Well, they hadn't it in our, oh, right. our, <laughs> our local, right? And he said, yeah, but you figured out everything else I've, I've thrown you. Wow. So that's a, someone that's really thinking about where you can go next. Right. And how to solve that problem, mm-hmm. right? And so I would definitely try to figure out what's going on under this, under the radar here. Yeah. What are people saying about you? In fact, go into people who are really the thought leaders. Don't just find anyone. Find the people everybody looks up to and respects. Right. The thought leaders at your level and the next level. Mm-hmm. And maybe the architects in the organization. What do people say about me? Right. And then be really, really intentional about having the conversation with the hiring manager to say, what skills do you think I need? First, would you consider me for this position? Mm -hmm. And I'd really appreciate the insight of what skills you think I already have and which ones I need. All right. Okay. When should she? Fish and cup bait. Yeah. (laughs) Move. (laughs) Yeah. When should she look outside her company? Yeah. And and I'm wondering like if she's Sometimes when you just apply and you don't say anything, who even knows if they even knew that you applied? Because maybe there's like 50 applicants. Right. So you want to stand out. Tell them all the reasons you're excited. And like we talked to Liv in our interviewing insights, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to bring this different? How are you going to make this easier transition? It's all that stuff. All right. Perfect. Hope that helped, Carol. Good luck, Carol. We want to hear how things went. Oh, yeah. We want to hear a follow up. All right. Good job, Wendy. Ask Wendy is over. <laughs> no more emails. No more emails. That but... went very well. Yeah. You were just like ready to go. Well, thank you. And I you guess, were so I helpful I guess you too. do this all the time. So. Well, I guess so. It's just a natural thing, maybe. It's a gift. But it's a spiritual. <laughs> it's a natural talent a natu- and a spiritual gift. There you go. Because it's encouragement too. Yeah, right? that's true. So um, thanks for sending in and please don't hesitate to ask us more questions. That's right. All right, it's time for our big girl steal. <laughs> I'm so excited about you this just one. You scared me. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready for I'm you I'm to... so excited. I had a half a cup of coffee this morning <laughs> at the chiropractor's. So. Uh, at the chiropractor's? Yeah, he was giving away little breakfast, you know, like uh, yogurt and... What? Fruit and nuts and coffee. Good coffee with good creamer. What? So, yeah. It's a bougie-ass chiropractor. It was nice. He was saying a little thank you to us. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Our big girl score. Our, our big, big girl, girl skill today is the top 10 things you should avoid doing when you take on a new job. Or as we say, the top 10 no-nos. Top 10 no-nos. 
So, okay, you've killed that interview. You've negotiated your assets off to get the compensation package that matches your value. You've even gone out and gotten that kick But first day in your new job outfit. Makes you feel so confident, right? And most of us do our best to put our best foot forward as we learn to figure out the culture and the job. There are a slew of things we know we should do in that new job. But on today's episode, we thought we'd talk about the top 10 things to avoid doing in your new role. The new job no-nos. New job no-nos. All right, you kick us off. What's the first one? Okay, first one... And I actually got this one from my boyfriend, Parker, because this is his pet peeve when new people join his company. Yes. Which is, don't talk about how things were done in your last job. Ooh. So with me, at Avaya, we used to do this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. We used to do budget this way. Yes. That can really get under people's skin. Yes. And even just saying it in a way that doesn't bring up your old company, like saying, well, I've had experience where we've done it this way. Is so much less irking than, well, at my last, right. oh, we did this way. And even, you might have already considered this because you're so together here, but. Right. That's a good way to put it. Because then it's not, man, new girls stirring up stuff. Yeah. So it's get, it's get yeah. in there and don't be afraid to pitch yeah. your ideas. But yeah, if you're constantly talking about your old job, that's probably going to be annoying. And I think, you know, have you ever heard people do the 100 days of not doing anything and learning the climate? No. Um, a lot of people do that, especially politicians. Uh, they'll come in and they do, they'll tell people, I'm not going to suggest any changes for the first 100 days. Oh. And you pick how many that is, right? right. But after 100 days, you've gotten a, a lay of the land. And, but I'm going to start suggesting things because I have this fresh perspective. Right. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. And it's kind of knowing your personality. Like yeah. if you're someone that has to really talk yourself into pitching an idea and you mm-hmm. get really nervous, then you probably don't have to worry about this so much. But exactly. if you're someone that comes in and if you think of an idea, it's automatically coming out of your mouth, then yeah. you probably have to watch. Okay, number two. This is one I added. Don't complain about your former boss or coworkers. Oh, that's a good one. Because you look like a big, you know... Whiner. Whiner. Yeah. I mean, you're the... And if I... If you came in and complained, I'd go, when she leaves, she's going to complain about me. Right. Right? I feel like I've done this one before. Yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes agree. it just it just happens. Yes, exactly. All right. That's a good one. Number three. <laughs> this is a really good one. Don't forget to turn your computer on Do Not Disturb or mute your notifications while you're screen sharing on a conference webinar. Yes. I've been on so many meetings where I was literally in a meeting one time that was with like 30 people conference call like a lot of high up people really big meeting and my coworker ended up having to share her screen to show an analysis that she had done and she wasn't expecting to have to do that turns it on and is sharing it someone makes a comment that it looks incorrect and it wasn't that person just didn't know what they were talking about and um our vp of our whole org Met pings her and says, let's really make sure we have the correct data next time. <gasps> and it pops up and everybody sees it that's looking at her screen. Oh, no. So it was an oopsies on his part because why would you ping somebody that's sharing their screen? Yes. But also, it's good anytime you're in a meeting to just mute your notifications. I agree. And I think people forget that when they come into a new role. So. Totally. Totally. Um, the next one's kind of similar to that. It's the whole idea 
forgetting you're on a video call. Right. And this just happened to me last week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing my financial review with my financial planner. Yeah. And I had minimized the the camera uh-huh. in the in the outside right corner right and i forgot they were watching oh my god so i was over there um filing my nails oh my god yes and they didn't say anything they were very nice about it oh that's but so funny. i'm listening to them and it just was one of those things where oh. a big a big oops. That's so funny. Yes. Yes. And but it could be worse. You can automatically turn it so that your camera doesn't come on. Yeah. Unless you, you turn it on. You could be picking your nose. That'd be the worst. Well, I had, I did it one time and I was just like this with my mouth open, just like <laughs> barely awake. So. so I think the best thing with this is to keep the camera window. So it reminds you it's on. Yeah. Keep it bigger. Not don't minimize it. Don't minimize it, or just yeah. turn that shit off. Like right. people my age, we do not use the video yeah. at all. We use it for yeah. personal, like yes. FaceTiming, but at work on a call, never use the video. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of like going out, but because bo- it's not really necessary. Yeah, but if your boss is doing it, you might need to do it. You might need to do it. Yeah. All right. And let's see. Number five. <laughs> Number five. This is mine. Don't accidentally join one of the office clicks. Ooh. You want to be in the popular group, just like in high school, you're saying. Sometimes. Well, and it's easy to, you know, maybe there's a group of women that are close to your age. Sure. Whatever age you are that, you know, invite you to stuff. And the next thing you know, those are the only people you're hanging out with at the office. And then you're not, you're closing yourself off to this, like, diverse array of people you could be getting to know. Listen to the way you said that. It was so wise. Thank you. (laughs) And this one with me, I had a, a woman who if she was around, whatever group she was around, she kind of was a thermometer. If they were, oh. if they were negative, she, she was like this negative version of herself. Oh. And if they were positive, she was this positive version. Right. And so I, I think everybody does that a little bit. And I mentioned it. Well, it even happens now. Have you ever gone to a party and everybody's complaining and bitching about their husbands or boyfriends or partners? And then you start doing it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got to fit in. <laughs> And then you go, no, I don't want to be that. No. Yeah. So Chris and I have made that that commitment to each other. Well, that's so nice. we never say anything bad about the other. Oh. Even though I did talk about his smoothies earlier. That's okay. That was okay. fair. If you okay. make a bad smoothie, you're going to get called out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number six. six. Don't kiss the boss's butt. Like there's no tomorrow. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, this is so, so easy to do because you want your new boss to like oh, you. you. It's so true. But... That is the number one way to get on under your team's skin. Exactly. And it might tick off your boss because they can tell it. That's true. Right? That's true. I exactly. Think about that. Yes. So that one needs no further explanation. No. Don't be a kiss ass. Nope. All right. Number seven. <laughs> this is hard for me because they're, they're Roman numerals. The little numerals. Roman numerals. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. Number seven. Don't turn down coffee, lunch, and happy hour invites in your first couple weeks. Yes. And I put this on because I've done this. I've started a new job and been, you know, like nervous and had a little social anxiety. And it just was easier to turn that type of stuff down. Yeah. But as soon as you turn somebody's invite down once. They're never asking again. They're probably not going to ask you again. Wow. So I think it's just important to take advantage of those first two weeks where everyone's trying to get to know you and being really nice to you to go out to lunch, go out to coffee, go to happy hour. And be the one that invites other people sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. 
All right. Eight. Eight. Hit me with it, Wendy. This is yours. Do not drop your outside network when you get into a company. A lot of us get very internally focused Mm -hmm. and keep the outside. And Ronnie, why do you think this is? Why do people do that? Yeah. Why is it so important not to do it? Well, I think sometimes for me, if I've left a job with a bad taste in my mouth because of a negative experience, I'm kind of like, okay, that is in my past. Bye. I you want know, no reminders. Though, yeah. Even though there's nice little pockets gems, of people. Gems. Gem, I like diamonds it. in the rough. Yes. That you could keep in touch with. Right. And it's also important because you never know when you're going to need to be looking for a new job or get let go yeah. or something happens where you need to get out of there. Yep. And you're going to wish that you had kept up with yeah, people outside of your company. Right. Most people don't start networking again until they need a job. Right. Which looks... A little, um, what's the word? You know, like genuine. Yes, ingenuine is that a word? Ingenuous. Ingenuous. Ooh, not genuine. Yes, it looks a little like (laughs) we're engineers, not writers here. (laughs) It looks a little like your user. Yes. Right. Right. So, and it's only all about you. Yeah. Instead of the other people. Plus, if you leave a job, you spend so much time. You spend every day of your life almost with those people. It's like. Keep up those relationships. Yeah, and I love You have to have a few friends, right? You invited Sydney to the launch. Yeah. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. To I, have her there with us. I love my little Sydney bean. That's and, what I call her. It's like kidney bean. Call her my little Sydney bean. <laughs> my gosh, that's but a yeah, great. I feel like she'll be my friend for forever. Yeah, yeah. And I love this idea you had about making a list of all the people you would like to keep up with in, in your old job and put reminders in your calendar to send them emails in Texas. Yeah. Not... Texas, like the state, but tex, plural. Tex. A bunch of tex. Is Texas? I think just tex. 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 (laughs) That is so funny. (sighs) All right. Number nine. This is a funny one to me. You did this one. (laughs) Yeah. Don't miss out on the opportunity to be an idiot. (laughs) In other words, in your first, I don't know, what would you say? Like, first month at a new job sure you have this opportunity to literally ask any question without any judgment yes including like people's names yes like what was your name again or where's the bathroom where's the coffee and then actual questions about the job right you have a short window to do that and before you know it it's gone and then all of a sudden you're getting the anxiety looks when you're asking questions because people are like yeah shouldn't you how long have you been here or we've already we've talked about that yeah. Two or three times now. Why didn't you ask me the first time? You yeah, didn't know. Totally. So just ask every question. Don't miss out on the opportunity to be a Dumbo. Exactly. I agree with you. All right. Number 10. This one's silly, but important for the big girls out there. Okay. Da, 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 da. Don't use all your best outfits in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> You're Don't you so think? right. I know. Like stretch them out. I know. I've literally done this. All my best wow. outfits, first week, gone. And now then what are you, you going to do? Yeah, you go into the second week feeling all down. I know. That's really true. Thank you. I love it. Very good. Ten fabulous tips. Uh, if I if say so myself. If I say so myself. If you have any that we missed, yes, tweet us or Instagram us or email us. We'd we love, love to it. hear them. Yes, we love it. And hopefully this helps you and me <laughs> nail our next job.
Ready for my big girl spotlight? So ready. <laughs> okay. My big girl spotlight this week is Dr. Katie Bowman. Do you know wow. who that is? No. Okay. So, three years ago, Bowman led the creation of an algorithm that eventually helped capture this first-of-its-kind image, a supermassive black hole in its shadow at the center of a galaxy known as M87. She was then a graduate student in computer science and artificial intelligence at the Massachusetts Institution of Technology. Wow. MIT. CNN wrote, imagine trying to take a photo of an orange that's on the moon with your smartphone. It seems impossible. That's what it was like for scientists trying to capture an image of a black hole in space. Despite the tall order, an international team of more than 200 researchers unveiled the first ever image of a black hole on Wednesday. The effort wouldn't have been possible without Katie Bowman, who developed a crucial algorithm that helped devise imaging methods. That is such a cool story. Black holes are extremely far away and compact, so taking a photo of one is no easy task. In addition, black holes, by definition, are supposed to be invisible, although they can give off a shadow when they interact with material around them. Her algorithm and many others helped fill in the gaps. That's where Bowman's algorithm, along with several others, came in. Using imaging algorithms like Bowman's, researchers created three scripted code pipelines to piece together the picture. Way to go, Katie. I know. So thanks to this girl, they got the first ever photo of a black hole. She says... We developed ways to generate synthetic data and use different algorithms and tested blindly to see if we could recover an image. We didn't want to just develop one algorithm. We wanted to develop many different algorithms that all have different assumptions built into them. If all of them recover the same general structure, then that builds our confidence. The result, a groundbreaking image of a lopsided ring-like structure that Albert Einstein predicted more than a century ago in its theory of general relativity. Very cool. Way to go, girlfriend. Way to go, big girl spotlight, Katie. Go, Katie Bowman. I love a little little scientist gal just getting her science on. And let it inspire you to go out and step out and do some really cool things. Oh, yeah. Right? All your dreams can come true. Exactly. (laughs) So until next time, listeners, we can't wait to see what you send us next. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Girl Money. We appreciate your support. If you want to follow us in other ways, we're on Instagram and Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. And remember, we love getting email mm-hmm. about your questions and stories. I mean, it knowing that we can make an impact mm-hmm. is one of the reasons we love doing this so much. So email us at biggirlmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And check out our website, which is biggirlmoney.com. So if you like us, that makes all the big difference in the world. So what do they do, Ronnie, if they like us? Well, Wendy, let me tell you. If they (laughs) like us, they should leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast so that others can find us. Yeah, and please share it so that other people can find us too. Thanks for listening. See you next time.